Introducing the Nexus 360, Diderio's first rechargeable omnidirectional tuner. Visible at every turn, from any angle, no matter where you wind up. Nexus 360, built for your next stage. Hey everyone, this is Chris Keys for Premier Guitar. I am joined today by my very good friends, all them witches. Ben, how you doing? Great. Awesome. This is awesome. One of probably the first band that I fell in love with after moving to Nashville is these guys, and it couldn't be better dudes. And I'm so glad to say that they sold out the Ryman on Halloween. So of course you got the got the crosses. We're in the church of uh, you know music, we'll say rather than country music. But anyways, Ben, guitar. Some things have changed. Some things have stayed the same. Yes. Less Paul. Yes. So this is kind of a starting point for me. Uh, I absolutely love this guitar. Uh, it's been going strong for 10 years now. It's a, just a 2010 traditional and did a couple modifications to it. Took off the speed knobs back here. Uh, actually, originally I took off all the speed knobs, but I like doing volume swells and I'm constantly changing the volume knobs on it so do you ever mess with the internal pots like the k's that you know between 250 or 500 do you ever do anything like that yes um i think that it's it's back to the, the original, original ones okay. mm -hmm. exactly how it was but i like the speed knobs on the uh, volume uh they're a lot easier to grab than the witch hats even though witch hats would be the way to go yeah, yeah. clearly <laughs> yeah and uh, i had a bone nut put in Actually, uh, every setup that I've had on this guitar pretty much has been, I actually just picked these back up today from Derek over at Eastside Music Supply. He's yeah. my favorite dude. He's awesome. Even wrote an uh, article for uh, PG about nice. guitar setup. So yeah, he's Heck all over yeah. the place. Killer. And then uh, same as uh, a couple years ago in that first rig rundown, I got the Super Distortion and the treble pickup. And then the uh, rhythm pickup is just the classic 57 that it came with. And do you use the 57 on the neck a oh, lot? Yeah. Oh, oh yeah, Okay. absolutely. I love it. And then this is just extremely loud and you know, you can be clean here. And then a lot of the times I'll treat this as like a booster pedal and I'll just boom, pop it like that. And it's immediately louder and distorted and fuzzed out. It's awesome. Now I know that a lot of times you use swells uh, you know, in your music or slide plane, is it something you ever mess with the volume pedal on the floor? Or have you always kind of done the, the I, guitar knobs? I am not a volume pedal dude. Uh, I've, I've always said that there's a reason why volume knobs are on the guitar. It's just, <laughs> it's just so fast. And then if you have a, a, a I mean, volume pedals are, are, are great for like country stuff and things like that. But I'm mainly doing it just, just to clean up. And they're right there and it's probably a lot faster. And then you can do cool stuff like blending. Yeah. Uh, if I'm on the middle, I can like blend more, more treble out of it and stuff like that you can't do with the volume pedal, so. And anything else we should know about this since the last one? I know that the previous one you had mentioned you did um, different saddles, right? It is way more beat up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it's, it's gnarly. And I had uh, a couple people sign the back of it the past few years and then it always wears off who any uh any ones that care to share uh the dude from the meat puppets oh cool yeah and then it wore off 
But yeah, this is, I absolutely love this guitar. I will probably play it until it uh, can't be played anymore. And since the last one, Dying Surfer, you guys put out three records. Imagine this is a big part of all those. Oh yeah, absolutely. Including Abbey Road, you know, the last yes, one. Yes, yeah, so there's a, there's, there's a cool, I did something really cool with the Abbey Road one. So the guitar, if, if you're listening with headphones or like stereo, the guitar on the right is my nags, which you'll see in a little bit, and the guitar on the left side is the Les Paul. Cool. And I've always wanted to do that, so it was it was neat because there's there's a lot of dual rhythm chugging and like riffs going on, but. And is there like a specific tuning that this one works with, or a certain yes. material? So this is always in D standard and then drop C most of the time. Okay. And believe it or not, I'm still using tens. So when you hit that low C, it's bow. <laughs> like it, you'll hit it, and it, it it just it gets really sharp. But that's that's the sound. Always slightly out of tune. That's all the witches. Yeah. So just something always a little weird. Yeah. Man, this thing feels great. I love this. Well, should we move on to another guitar? Yeah, absolutely. I got my buddy Robbie. I've met him before. As my tech. Thank you, Robbie. <laughs> yeah. Killer. All right, so this guitar is, um, it was not custom made for me, but this company, Nags, they're based in Greensboro, Maryland, uh, near the Chesapeake Bay. And the guy, Joe Nags, he hit me up a couple years ago and was just like, I want to send you some guitars. And I looked at his guitars and I was, just basically replied absolutely like, yeah when yeah when, when can you do that Use my and, address and i've tried a couple different guitars that he sent this is uh this is my absolute favorite it's called a honga h-o-n-g-a and i wanted something sg-ish it's kind of like an sg body yeah but this guitar has an ungodly amount of mid-range it is so awesome and it's got a beefy like baseball bat size neck which I love I have big hands um, and it's it, it's just an amazingly well-built guitar the pickups they're both the same they're bare knuckle mules okay it's my first time playing bare knuckle pickups and they're incredible they're so clear how would you say their voice or like their output is set is it high low very PF, very, very hot okay very hot oh yeah like th this guitar is way louder than the Les Paul but they both have their place, but yeah, these are the bare knuckle mules, and then I like the style of this one being plated and then this one being not plated, so I don't know how they were able to, I didn't know that you could get a, a pickup without a plate on it, but mm -hmm. that's what he sent, and they're great. And I'm considering putting in these same pickups, the, the bare knuckle mules and the Les Paul, at least starting off in the neck pickup. Okay. Now I've seen you also play other uh, nags. I, I want to say even like a semi-hollow or a hollow Cheyenne, yes, if I'm correct. Yes, yes. In fact, you guys did a little write-up yeah. about it. Um, that guitar is awesome. It's a killer jazz guitar, but it doesn't fit in my road case. <laughs> so it, 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 it doesn't go on tour. I like to have the, uh, the Scott Dixon cases. But actually, uh, Derek over at Eastside modded this guitar for me. The pickup selector used to be down here and so he just patched this with a it's like a steel just cap that he just stuck on there and then wired this because I like to do a lot of back and forth and I'm used to the Les Paul and the first couple weeks that I had this guitar playing shows I was like this is a, a perfect sounding guitar but I kept going for the pickup selector up here yeah and so I was just like can you do that but I 
emailed Joe from Nags first. I was like, is it okay <laughs> yeah. if, if he butchers this thing? You don't want to be rude. So, but yeah, this is a great guitar. This dude makes phenomenal guitars. And then what uh, typical tuning does this go in? And still tens? Same thing with tens. Okay. Mm -hmm. For some reason it feels tighter. I don't know why. Maybe the neck's a little longer. Yeah, if he because mm -hmm. Joe's from PRS, that's where he got to start, and he yeah, brings exactly. out his own. Exactly. And I don't know if he adopted that PRS scale, which mm -hmm. is twenty-five. This definitely, it definitely has more frets than the Les Paul. So it's funny when I say it out loud, I realize why it feels tighter. It's because the neck's longer. You like longer. figured it out yeah. on the fly. <laughs> well, should we talk about the Telecaster here? Absolutely. Yes, Robbie. Thank you. Thanks, Robbie. Great. <laughs> So this, uh, this is my if all else fails kind of thing, which I have not had to use yet. It's a 52 reissue butterscotch. I'm obsessed with the Roy Buchanan. So I had to have a guitar that looked like the one that he had, yep. the, the butterscotch with the black pickguard. I actually modded this whole thing myself uh, good enough. Uh, I reversed the plate so and then switched the tone and the volume so this is your volume knob and you can get like really cool country pedal steel bends just riding that volume knob and I even like raised it a little bit so yeah I see it's yeah, off the pick guard so it sticks out a little bit more and then got one that's a little sharper and I just googled how to do it and it ended up working and then I recently, actually it was, it was probably last year, I put in Lindy Freeland Blue Specials because my current favorite guitar player is Kenny Vaughn and I read that he uses the Blue Specials in his tellies. So this is, this is, I don't play it with all them witches ever. It's just kind of a backup. But when I'm home, this is the only guitar that I play. I, I love this guitar. What do you dig about it? It's just twangy and it's, with the pickup upgrade, it's like it's a little bit louder. It's more full, and you can really fly on it. It's it's great. I love this guitar, but yeah, it's uh, got some scars already. Well loved from 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 poor pack jobs by yours truly. <laughs> so, yeah. Well, cool, Ben. Let's uh, let's talk amps. Yeah, absolutely. So you got the tried and true twin reverb we saw last time, I believe. Oh yeah. So. Since fourth grade, right? Yeah, fourth grade is when I got this bad boy. And yeah, it's nothing has changed. The Really, the only thing that's different in the first rig rundown that we did, I did have a master volume uh, hole that was covered up by a Grateful Dead sticker. And I had my buddy Alad, who will get up here in a little bit, uh, reinstall a master just for home purposes. Yeah. I, I, I never use it live. It's always on 10. And I think I'm, I'm using a little bit more bass now because before I'd have bass on like four, even maybe three, but now it's on five. Um, and I have literally the, in my opinion, my favorite and the best speakers I've, I've ever played in it. They're the warehouse guitar, Blackhawk, Alnico. And they're 12s, right? Because I know that you've yes. experimented with 10s before yeah. for recording purposes. Yeah. For, for, for Sleeping Through the War, I had two um, ET65 10 inch speakers and then now I have the warehouse Blackhawk Alnico's and I have a Princeton reverb at home that I modded to have a 12 and I put that in there and it's that that speaker is just amazing 
It's so good. Now I know that you have, and just typically, you know, uh, bands do this quite often, is use smaller amps to get huge sounds. Yes. I know that you've done that. Have you ever thought to bring those small amps? Now that you know you're recording run through a PA, so feasibly it could work. Have you yeah. ever thought to bring like a small amp like that? I know that you have like a Harmony, I believe that you. Use. Oh yeah, yeah. Anything? Any ideas that you would ever do that? Um, I've I've thought about bringing the the Princeton, but I like to. I don't normally have a lot in my wedges, so I, I like to have a lot of guitar like coming b from behind. Natural? Yes, okay. yes, like a lot of that. And a lot of the times I'll, I'll set my monitor, I'll set the guitars pretty loud in the monitor, so if I'm soloing, I can just get closer to my monitor. But if I'm back here and like grooving with Robbie or something, you know, I can still hear it here and my mix doesn't go away yeah. when I move back. So that's the only reason why I like the higher wattage, super high headroom stuff. Yeah. And then on, and on European stuff, and I know that you mentioned it in the last record off camera, and I'm sure other interviews, is that you use high watt. Yes. Is, is that, yeah. you know, again, that's the clean high headroom stuff. Oh yeah, yeah. They, they have been gracious enough to hook us up in Europe. They always provide backline. And for nothing is the ideal, they gave, a, they gave us a truck full of amps just to use. Cool. And it was, it, it was awesome. I, I, I love this dude. Arv, hope you're watching this. <laughs> I miss you. Anyway. Now let's move on to this thing. It's like the secret weapon. I feel like we need a roadmap to figure out kind of like what is going on here. So just walk us through everything and you yes. know, tell us what's going on. So these amps right here, they're pretty darn incredible. They're the sickest looking amps and they're called Dale amps. And this guy, we're still kind of experimenting with it, but right now it's like 50 watts. And it is similar to a JCM 800. Okay. It actually has a high watt uh, output transformer in it. And it is, it's a gain monster. It's awesome. Cause I, I handcuffed myself on the new record cause I used all these like high gain heads and yeah. things like that. And the twin, it doesn't matter what pedal you're using, it's gonna, when I play it, I think it still sounds like a twin, so I, I needed something super high gain. And our buddy Alad, who makes these amps, built this like super last minute before this tour. And he built it in a day. So, yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> Did you have any input or is it just kind of like his design and he, this is kind of more suited to what you would need? We had been talking about a high gain amp for probably a couple of years. And I wanted it to be like a JCM 800 or like a silver jubilee kind of thing and it's it's insane it's a it's a pissed off marshall that <laughs> was sure. it 50 yeah. or 100 watt it, right now it's 50 it, we're gonna bump it up to 100 watts for december is that just more sort of more volume more headroom yeah. yeah not 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 necessarily volume uh it's just when i switch back and forth between the twin and the dale um i'll be getting the punch the same punch as as the twin it's it's all about just feel yeah. i guess and then how do you, you know, JCMs have come in different formats tube-wise, like KTs mm -hmm. and uh, EL34s, what, what's in here? Right now it has Mollard EL34s. Okay. Mm -hmm. And I'm trying to convince him to give me more gain. <laughs> I Never need, enough. I need more, yeah, out of it. So live, oh yeah, yeah, let's, let's talk about the cab. Uh, it has warehouse ET65. So same. In it. Okay. So Blackhawk Alnico, okay. warehouse ET65. Uh, there's another version of the warehouse guitar speakers that we might test out as well. 
and this cab is open back as well, um, which I like. Just a, a big open sound, even with a high gain sound, I love. But live, I'm 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 never using the twin and the Dale at the same time. Okay, it's only either or. So this is going to be like super metal riffage kind of stuff. Got it also back, stuff like that. Yes, exactly. It this head also really loves fuzz pedals. Really, which normally it's like no. when you have a high gain amp. I think this one would be the one. Yeah, yeah, but this. It's like it gets more bass, it gets deeper, and it actually does get louder when I click on my uh, my stomp underfoot fuzz pedal, which is great because you never know with, with with a high gain amp. Yeah, it's kind of like the threshold and the dynamics get kind of squashed in, in a not pleased like pleasurable way. Exactly. Now, so before, okay, go ahead. This is uh, th this is your gain, like preamp gain, master volume, and this is your presence. Down here, this is your bass. In the middle, this is uh, dimed, always mid-range. Yeah. Gotta love the mids. And then uh, right here, this is treble. So I, I have the presence almost all the way down, but treble cranked. Oh. And then mids, full blast. The gain is almost full blast, but it, it, it'll start to squeal um, when I get close to it. But, now, yeah. before we move on to pedals, Ben, what slides are you using? I see them on top yes, of the these, touch on that. Yes, these. It's the, Dunlop, two, it's either the 218 or the 213, and I like it because I'm a pinky slide player, and I like my pinky to go out of it because then you can grip it, you can bend your pinky in it, and these are the best. I lose them all the time. People in smaller shows, people in the front row will take them. <laughs> so every time I'm at uh, Guitar Center or something like that, I'll, I'll buy as many as I can. Have you ever messed around with anything like, like brass or any of the other materials? Oh yeah, yeah. Or you uh, just prefer the glass? I use the brass slide on Lightning at the Door okay. only. And they're, they're very grabby, but my dad was making fun of me for using a brass slide because <laughs> he's a huge Dwayne Allman fan. And I was like, all right, I'm going to go to glass, but I'm not going to use my ring finger. I'm going to keep using my pinky. And a uh, corsi so. bottle either. Corsi yeah, bottle. Yeah, I, I used to use those. But it's hard. I do like the slide rhythm hybrid like yeah. style uh, and it's harder for me to it, it has to be a short fat slide because so like you can still make chords yeah on on like charles william i'm actually playing chords and yeah. stuff like that and then quickly going to slide so those, those are great all right yeah as far as picks um i use the yellow dunlop tortex 0.73 uh, these are my favorite they're really bendy they don't break strings as much and i'm actually going to get my cat's face on the next shipment. That's rad. Yeah. Well, before we talk pedals, Ben, I'm going to have uh, the amp builder himself, Alads here. He's going to yes. talk to us about this beast yeah. and uh, give him some camera time for his new company. <laughs> and so tell me about, you know, Ben had touched on it. It's a kind of a calls, falls underneath the tree of the JCM 800. Yeah. Uh, what's really going on here? And describe what's your uh, yeah. MO. So it's, it's kind of a, J, it started as a JCM. It's like a, you know, it's like a four stage high gain amplifier running EL34s on the output, 312AX7s, um, okay. pretty standard stuff. Um, does have a Partridge output transformer, which uh, that's, those are the high watt transformers and they sound really, really good. Um, really open and nice. They're really chimey sounding. Um, big, like the biggest difference between this and a JCM is that this doesn't have a cold clipper stage. Um, what that does most, that mean in layman terms? Mo most most high gain amplifiers have one of the gain stages. They have a co it's called a cold clipper. It's the way the tube is biased, okay. and it does this thing 
without getting too technical. It does this thing that I personally don't like. Okay. Um, and so this doesn't have that. So this, um, yeah, it just sounds like an angry Marshall, which is kind of what we wanted. Also, it will clean up really nice from, if you plug straight in. Um, you can clean it up real nice from your volume. So that's, uh, that's important to me, at least. I like amps that can clean up, you know. Um, and that's it. It's 50 watt right now. It's going to be 100 pretty soon. Um, that's it. Now, in, in terms of like, is that kind of your favorite amp, you know, coming from that? Or is this more like you built this knowing that this would go into Ben's arsenal with the twin reverb really well? Or is that? Yeah, um, I built this for Ben, like this whole backline that we have, like I built specifically for, for the them, band. like okay. knowing, knowing the band and knowing what they sound like and kind of what they want and what I thought would be good for them. Yeah. And obviously together. Um, so that's what we did. And then, yeah, I would like for this to be a production thing for sure. And, you know, we will talk to Parks in a minute, but we might as well, since you're on camera, we got you mic'd up. What's uh, kind of under the hood magic with Parks amps? Parks has two amps. One of them is a clean amp that's kind of uh, based on an Ampig circuit, but it has six 606s running the output section okay. at 120 watt. The next model I'm going to is going to be 200. But, like, I personally don't really like KT88 amps for bass somehow. I always liked like basements and like, you know, B-15s and stuff like that. So right. 606, it's kind of that round, thumpy, really nice bluesy sound. So that's what that amp is. Um, it has an additional mid-range control and has a nice transformer for DI output. Okay. Um, and then that's his clean amp. The amp stays on all the time. It's always clean. Then he has another amp that's based on a Sun Model T um, that I added a gain stage to it. And I beefed up the power supply, more voltage blah 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 change a bunch of stuff so that's kind of like a doom amp it's like you can plug straight into it and just like you know kind now of thing. i know that he uses a guitar sometimes like a mini rick that if he still has it from the last rundown is that like more guitar or is that also taking bass that Doomy they're both amp? they're both on all the time he plugs that actually he's been plugging his acoustic di lately okay. but um yeah if you if, he'll plug an electric guitar into it too the amps like are made to kind of like work with guitar too the cabinets have a 15 and two 12s so they can, they're dual purpose. They sound good on bass and guitar. Well, cool, man. Well, yeah. thank you for talking to us. Before we yes, let sir. you go, what's the company's name again and where Dale. can people get a hold of you? Um, Dale Electric is the name of the company or Dale Amps. It's still a pretty new thing. Um, I have Instagram. It's just okay. my name. It's a lot Shapiro, but it's all going to happen. Dale Amp is going to be the name. Well, awesome. I know the guys here, the band are big fans of what you do and everyone that when you worked at EMS. So yeah, yeah. Congrats and good luck. Thank you very much. Cool. Appreciate it. Let's talk pedals with Ben. All right, Ben, pedal board time. Things look the same a little bit, just like the amps, but there are a few differences. So t talk to me about everything. Yeah. Uh, so we got the BD2. That is the best overdrive, and it's my favorite overdrive. It cleans up so, so good. So for the audience, we're plugged into the twin reverb. Yes. So maybe yes. give them a, a clean, like, you know, just straight amp sound. Absolutely. And then that's the clean sound. And then Blues Driver, when I'm playing through the twin, is kind of always on, so. And then it uh, cleans up super good, so you can set the, the neck pickup a lot cleaner. Blues driver still on, and then treble pickup. I can feel it on the floor. It's funny because oh, you yeah. think with the twin reverb and even a blues driver, you know, as a drive pedal, yeah, wouldn't get as high gain as it does the combination. But oh, with yeah. the tuning and the pickups, it it's heavy, man. It, yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> and then in front here, uh, I have the 
switchless uh, crybaby wah. I've been using these ones for for so long. I don't remember. I think I had You're a the Vox. Vox. Yeah, I, yeah. I had a Vox, and I moved back to this because I'm terrible at switching wahs on and off. And this one's the best, so you can just go. <laughs> That's nice because sometimes it is tricky when you hit the engage. It is, absolutely, absolutely. And I love it. It has a good sweep. Yeah, I love that you, 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 you attack that wah with like a lot of your stuff with the cocked wah song. Oh, yeah. Like Queens of Stone Age. Exactly. I love that shit. Exactly. And then next up, uh, after the wah goes into my poly tune, which I love it because it's small and it's easy to see because it's got a white face. And if the stage is dark, I can still see it. That's why I had to put that green uh, strip on the wah because I didn't have it before and I was going, I was like, where's my wah? <laughs> I can't see it. <laughs> and then I have phaser after the tuner, the phase 90, uh, script phase 90 from MX Star. It goes before the blues driver because then you can get a uh, univibe kind of sound so ah. like that's pretty cool i like that it also gets i love how watery it gets oh yeah yeah, yeah. but that's a that's a, a new addition i love using that and then after the blues driver, so whenever I'm using the Scatola Nera, which I'll start talking about in a little bit, I, I'll turn the blues driver off and then I'll so just- So it's an either or? Yes, okay. exactly. So uh, I worked with Matt from, from Stomp Underfoot on this pedal. It was an idea that I had to have his Russian Big Muff on one side and then an Octavia, like a Hendrix Octavia Ooh. on the other. So the Muff is, you know, it's got a lot of mids. And then the Octavia is, uh, you know. Band of Gypsies. Yeah, and then we have a song called One by One, which is that. It's killer. And then... It sounds so much like a keyboard in a way. Like, I know that yeah. you guys got Alan back. So it does, yeah. It, it kind of sounds, sounds like, like a Rhodes, yeah. or like Wurlitzer-ish. But that's an amazing pedal. I love it. Now, did that come before or after the Alabaster? I know that you guys worked on that. Yes, this this was after. Because okay. I ended up never really using the, the extra boost function on the Alabaster. And I wanted to have an Octavia sound. And when you use them both together... Is that cool if I do that? Yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. Also, I'm playing in C because the guitar is tuned to drop C, so not a lot of variety here. Almost like Fuzz War-ish. Yeah. A little bit. Well, That's, I know that you've experimented with the Death by Audio. Yeah, so like, yeah. 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 It's cool, it's gnarly. Now and you got two delays, how are you kind of? Yes, 
So the carbon copy um, is kind of using it more like a sustain pedal. Mm. So it's it's just adding it's adding some softness to everything and some yeah sustain. So. <laughs> So you're not really hearing the repeats until I stop playing, and it's it's just nice with slide. The the carbon copy is like the best. It's it's so good. It just fills in the sound, and I have uh, some slight modulation on it, and I did a mod to it myself because <laughs> the LEDs are so bright. Yeah. So I covered those up. Make them don't make them as bright. Anyway, uh, and then next up is the. Memory man, which I know you have or, or did have an original at one point, yes. like the big guy. I probably went through six or seven of, of those things, and they all break. I mean, when your chips get finicky, yeah, when you're checking them on a plane and, and things like that, something's always going wrong. And I've actually had this one for quite some time. I was using the, the DD5 for like some of the tap delays that we have, like on Am I Going Up or on Alabaster. And I actually just put it back on my board because I was watching the Brent Mason uh, rig rundown. Yeah, so I was, I basically thought if Brent's using it, then I'm throwing that bad boy on there. <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's got tap, so I can do. And then you can uh, press down the tap tempo to make it hold. takes over for the freeze you had exactly yeah and that's what I'm using it because if you hold it long enough it'll it'll st slowly start to oscillate yeah and the the decay of it is nice it it doesn't go away as fast and then last but not least is the holy grail I love this pedal so much um, and that's mainly with with the twin reverb because a lot of times if we're playing outside festivals the subs are just shaking the twin and you can't even use the spring reverb but I'll, I'll get wild with it, like, like on uh, See You Next Fall, I have that clean solo in it. You go spelunking with that. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then since I'm running the two amps, again, they're never going at the same time but I needed uh, one that could do A or B, and it has like ground lift options. Uh, the, the B channel, which is the Dale, is uh, isolated, so there's never really any crazy buzz and things like that. All right, so up until now, we've been hearing the twin reverb, everything through there, but I want to yep. give the Dale a fair shot and actually hear it. So we plug that into the 212 in there. You're going to switch it, and we're going to hear it. Yeah. That's come, meaty. Come to the show to hear more. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're going to talk to Parks, man. Yeah, sick. Appreciate Dude, you. Thank you so much. Congrats on everything. Yes. Love you guys. Congrats on selling out the Ryman. Oh, yeah. Congrats. Check out the new album, Nothing Has the Ideal. Recorded at Abbey Road, you yes, know. Yes, sir. The Beatles, mm -hmm. Pink Floyd, all them witches. Yeah. You've probably heard of them. <laughs> all right, we'll talk to Parks. Thank you, Chris. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Everyone, we're over on the other side of the stage with Parks.
How you doing, sir? I'm just fine, thank you. Yeah, now you've graduated beyond one base, but this is the OG, the one we talked about first last time. This was the one for a long time, the only one. And uh, we used to fight each other every night. There's still blood uh, caked on there and rusted, but it still works and I never use it because I got another one that looks just like it. Now, real quick, for people don't have to reference that last episode from five or six years ago, can you give us a quick story of what happened? I know that you bought it, so this isn't right. anything you did. No, this is a 1972 Rickenbacker 4001. Uh, something special about it because of the inlays, and I don't know what that is. Uh, whoever owned it before me was a left-handed player, so they to cut weight, they cut the horn off, cut the headstock down, <laughs> flipped it like this, and then when I got it, it had been reverted back to a right-handed guitar. So don't at me, don't. <laughs> Don't don't talk to me. Uh, you know, I get so many so many emails and things. Who would ever do that to a Rickenbacker? Well, screw you, and you can take that to the bank. So uh, I didn't do it. Um, Man, it's 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 like an not an eyesore, but it's definitely when you come out. I'm sure people in like, it's a replica. battle axe. I mean, it's got like this leather patch back here, which is God, very I nice. I want to see how heavy it is. Yeah, yeah not, it isn't too bad. No, 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 no. It did but, take off the weight. The, the whole thing is if you string, if you uh, run the strap up top here, it goes like this. It's a diver. Right? You know, every time you're playing, if you let go of it, it goes that way. So I've strung it under for the past 10 years, and all I have to worry about is it going like this, <laughs> which never happens. So uh, as long as you have a hand on it, it's good. Well, let's see the replica now, the one that actually do our plane. This one. Okay, yeah, yeah. Before and after. Before and after. <laughs> so I needed one that wouldn't cut my hands up all the time, and... Uh, yeah, it's, it's pretty close. This one's made by uh, Derek Ness here in town, uh, Ness Custom. He called this a Doom Broom, and, uh, <laughs> the Doom Broom. And they, they're pretty close. It's a little bit longer. Uh, I have a drop tuner on here, thank God, because that happens all the time. And um, everything works all the time, as opposed to this one. It works right now, but it, I couldn't say so for uh, you know last week. Yeah. I didn't know if it all worked. But. Now, uh, sound-wise, the pickup, I'm sure he modeled after kind of this. I don't or know. Or do you know if that's a aftermarket or is that something it's, he it's, did? It's aftermarket. Um, I don't know the company. I know he found them somewhere, but I don't know what it is. And do you, okay, well, do you know if it's uh, more output? Like when you play them AB, like is this one louder Honestly, than the other? this one has the original toasters in it. Uh, and it is, it's brighter for sure. Uh, this one, you can just make it sound like anything. This one sounds just like, like this. Like that, okay. <laughs> so <laughs> so uh, if, if being drugged behind a truck or something has a sound, it's this one. <laughs> and if you want it to sound like... The Doom Broom. Right, the Doom Broom, can, <laughs> you can sound like a P-Bass, you can sound like a Rick. Um, it has a lot of options there, and it stays in tune. Cool, man. Well, uh, anything else you want to talk about on this, or should we move on? Nope. Oh! No, 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 I'm just, <laughs> just joking. Um, yeah, I got, a got couple, another bass in there too. I got a couple backups. So, you got a more traditional bass there, the Fender. Yeah, this one was my dad's bass. How cool! Um, he got it in '65 or something. I think it's a '62. His friends. Oh, they're gonna they be were, atting you now. Right. They were. They <laughs> See were. See switches, uh, bud. <laughs> yeah. Well, screw you. Don't at me. Um, <laughs> If, if you were to play this bass, you would not at me at all. Uh, this is the best bass ever made. Um, I never play it. Uh, you can see where my dad's thumb. Wow, yeah. <laughs> like that was my dad, that is my dad's thumb right there. And uh, his friends were like sound engineers. They invented speakers or something. And he 
um, went to their workshop one day and they were just, they didn't play guitar, they just wanted to screw with a guitar. Yeah. So they put a jazz bass pickup in here, put the switches. He bought it from them that day, I think, and uh, smashed this, this thing in, dropped the case on it, smashed it, and it gave it this crazy sound. You flip these out of phase, you can get okay. all kinds of crazy recording sounds out of this. Uh, and Do you record with it? Have you? I never have. Okay. He actually just gave this to me like last year. And it was one of those things where I was always like, hey, what's up with that bass, man? He's like, you're going to have to pull it out of my coffin. And then he, um, he gave it to me. He doesn't really play anymore, and uh, now it's got a new life. It's the rad. bass. It's beautiful. Yep. And uh, is there anything else about this bass you would like to know? I think you covered it. Cool. And now with the guitar, I know that you had like a mini Rick or some type of little right, bastard I'd... machine. <laughs> yeah, that was a, a 66 Rick something. And that was also chopped up and stuff. And I, have, uh, I haven't replaced it. It's just so small. Yeah. And I only played on like two songs that we're not playing on this run. So yeah. uh, I left it at home. But I brought this just in case. Uh, this is a 69 uh, Gibson SG Custom. Um, and I always thought the Customs had three pickups, but this one doesn't. Came factory with a Bigsby. Uh, whoever made it in the shop, I don't know. My dad bought it for $500 in 1969. Wow. A week, a week after Woodstock in Plattsburgh, New York. That's so, rad. Uh, Hazen's music. I, I'm going to go ahead and throw the provenance out there for later when I can't remember this, when my brain's gotten destroyed. Uh, but yeah, Hazen's music, Plattsburgh, New York. Don't know if they're there. This is the sweetest guitar ever. Nice. And I don't play it because I'm a bass player. <laughs> So, and even on this run, I, I played it like two shows and I switched to an acoustic, so. Um, but yeah, that's, that's my whole everything. Now to cover the basses, I imagine the Repa Club made a, its voice known on the new record? Or yeah, did you use the OG? No, 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 it's, it's, it was on the new record. Okay. And I think that's the first record that I've not used the OG on. Okay. Yeah. Well, cool. We had talked a lot already about the amps, kind of more the, you know, the recipe that they're used to make. But what do you like about them? How do you use them? I mean, look at them. They're gorgeous. Yeah. You haven't heard them, but they, they sound about the same. Uh, I just, I, once I had this made, I got that custom itch. I want all of my stuff. I don't, I don't like having stuff that other people have. Yeah. And so the fact that Elad um, pumps these out within like a, few days and knows how it all works and has all of the formulas and stuff to, to make whatever he wants is um, beyond me. So I just feel glad that I can, I, I don't touch anything. I don't touch anything. I don't, I don't really know what they even do. <laughs> no, bass, middle, treb. I think this is a high pass or a mid scoop or something, right? And then uh, master and volume. And same setup on that same. too? Okay. And but this is the, the Model T bass. Um, so it gets a little growlier, so and this, this is, is just thick and clean. Gotcha. And I think he said earlier that you do run them both at the same time? All night. Gotcha. Yep. And then my sweet baby soft tech is uh, still kicking and is a backup amp now. Right now she's a paperweight. Yeah. <laughs> she keeps the whole pyramid in line. And now our, our, I imagine each head goes through each cab. Why Mike this one running the... the uh, because Elad uh, has built a really great DI in the back of here, okay. like an old Motown DI, right? Yeah, um, based on the old Motown DI, and comes straight out. And but we don't like to hear the DI in the wedges yeah. because it just sounds like floppy it's, bass. Mm -hmm. uh, and I run my dirt all through this one. Okay. 
and so that one's always going and that one changes. Well, I know that we're going to be cutting into your sound check a little bit, but let's uh, cover your pedals quick. All right, Parks, we're at your pedal board to save time. Just come check them out live. You know, it sounds like check out, check out the record. But to uh, at least document what you have in your pedal board, tell me what you have. Basically, all this stuff is not doing anything because even the raster, I know you used it. I love the raster. Um, usually raster. it's in line uh, and the reverb is usually in my baseline all the time and on um, just a little RV5 just for like a little kiss. Um, but I was using it for practice for a vocal line just so I had control over my own um, effects. Okay. So the whole tour, it, those three pedals don't do anything. <laughs> and so it's these five. Uh, it goes tuner and then it's split into the box. Um, this is my old distortion pedal, the, the Greer, the little Samson. I would stack it with a fuzz and once I got this other one, it does the same thing. So I got to take a board off my board, pedal off my board. There you go. Uh, so now this is running to the clean just to kind of beef it up a little bit. You get a, a little bit of more rounder sound. And uh, the delay goes to the clean. I use that on one song. Which one? Diamond. Yeah. And sometimes it's on on other songs and I don't realize it. Uh, and then distortion, AB switch that stays in one position and that's it. The FOD, I don't know what the FOD is. I don't or know what, what it stands, stands for, yeah. yeah. I don't know what it stands for. It's got, it's all taped up right now, but it's got a little scoop switch in it. And um, it's great. Yeah, I just took the, took the place of my stacked distortions. And then just last question, do you run the FOD or FOD through the clean amp or the dirty amp? The FOD goes through the dirty, okay. uh, the Greer and the delay go through the clean. Awesome. Parks, again, like I said to Ben, you guys are awesome. Phenomenal humans, great musicians. Congrats on everything. Sell out. It's awesome, man. Premier guitar. Premier guitar. <laughs>